All right, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Like Pastor said, this year I won the preaching contest up at camp, something I really enjoy doing. I do apologize, we're going to go a little fast today. Pastor told me to have this wrapped up by noon, and it's 12-12, so we're going to go fast, we're going to have to skip some stuff, but that's how it's going to have to be. So today what I want to talk to you about is the same thing I did at camp, so I'm sorry for everybody that heard it at camp. I'd probably apologize to the people at the nursing home, but I'm pretty sure they were all asleep, so... Nothing they're missing out on, but we're going to be talking about something that's kind of become a problem in our world, and it's not that it is a problem, it's that the lack thereof is a problem, and that what we're going to be talking about is peace. So if you look in your Bibles at Philippians 4, starting in verse 6, we're going to read, Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, let your requests be made... By prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. So first we have to start getting an understanding of what peace actually is. Because when we think of peace, obviously we probably think of like war and peace. So if we start thinking about it like that, we think of times in our history when we have had peace in our country. I don't know if any of you remember the last time that the United States had a span of more than a year where we were not involved in a major war. It was 1976 to 1978, which was between the Vietnam War and the Cold War. And then Christine's probably the only one that remembers the time before that. That's 1935 to 1940, which was the banana, world, the banana wars to World War II. And so when we think of it like that, the Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines peace as a state in which there's no war or fighting. When actually here, when we're talking about peace here in Philippians, it's the Greek word Irene, which this word means harmonized relationships between God and man accomplished through the gospel. So today what I've titled this message is What Does God want you to know about peace. First point, God wants you to know that you can have true peace by not worrying. And so we start thinking, well, what's really wrong with worrying? And I mean, everybody does it. Everybody probably does it most of their day. They worry about if they're going to get their job done, what's going to, if, is your wife cooking something good for supper? Are the kids going to behave tonight? You worry about everything when really worrying is a sin. And you think, why is worrying a sin? No one's really getting hurt by it. But when you think about what it is, when you worry, what you're doing is you're thinking that something you can do is better than if what God could do if he was in control. And then also, it says in verse 6, it says, be careful for nothing. This here is what I like to call commandment form for those of you that for some reason like English. That's a declarative sense. It doesn't say, oh, you could be, I kind of suggest not worrying maybe three, four nights a week. It says, be careful for nothing. It's all the time. And But then you think, well, I have to worry, or how am I going to get everything done? Well, God's not going to give you a commandment that you can't keep. Like, we think of the story in John 5, uh, verses 5 through 9. We, everybody knows the story. You've been taught it from Sunday school. Um, it's the story about how Jesus heals the paralyzed man. And, you know, he's been in bed for 38 years, and you might think that if you had been there, that's more than double my age. If I'd been laying in bed and hadn't stood to my feet in that long, I'd think, you know, I probably can't do it. But all Jesus had to say to him is, rise, take up thy bed and walk, and the man did it. And so 
If I was that man, I would probably think, you know, I'm probably not going to be able to do that. But what you have to realize is that if you think you can't do something, but if God tells you you can, you better believe it. Matthew 19:26 says, But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. It's possible with God because we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us, which makes it so that we can live by faith. And then 1 Peter 5, 7 says, Casting all your cares upon him, for he careth for you. Right there again we see that we have a God that's greater than our needs, and he'll take care of us. John 14, 1 says, Let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Right there's another commandment. It says, Let not your hearts be troubled. Again, do not worry. What we have to realize is that God's going to provide for us, and he has been providing for us for a very long time. Second point, God wants you to know that you can find true peace through prayer. The second part of verse 6 says, But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. You see, it says in everything. It doesn't just say in, in work, school, and who's going to be the starting quarterback for the Broncos this year. It says in everything. God cares about every single area of your life. And But then we get into the more important part where it says, With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Now, we've all been taught for a long time that we should be thankful that... We should have manners that when someone does something for you, you should be thankful. But you think, why should I be thankful that I can pray? Because prayers are access to God. And what we should be thankful about that is in the old time, people, in the Old Testament, people didn't have that access to God. They, they couldn't just pray. But when Jesus died on the cross for our sins, we had that new access to God. And it's when we have access to God that we can find peace. Romans 15:13 says, Now the God of hope fill you with all joy, joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. It's when we can pray, when we have access to God, when we're near to God, that's when we'll really start to find peace. Point three, God wants you to know that you can have peace by studying his word. We look at verse eight and it says, Finally, brethren, and it goes into the list, whatsoever things are true, honest, just, pure, if they're lovely, whatsoever things are good report, if there be any praise and if there be any virtue, think on these things. And then we see in Romans 8, 6, it says to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So how do we become spiritually minded? It's easy. It's right here in the Bible. Because when I start to think about it, the Bible has everything that Philippians 4 just said. It's that exact list. It is pure. It is lovely. It is of good report. It deserves praise and virtue. It, it's all these things. And Romans 12, 2 says, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So by reading God's word and studying him, we'll gain more knowledge of him. And as we do that, we'll be able to find peace in him. And the very last point is God wants you to know that you can have true peace by applying these, these three points. In verse 9, it says, Those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. So what we have to do is we have to trust him for everything. We can't worry. You have to pray for him for everything and meditate on what's holy, a.k.a. the Bible. And when we put these things into action, not only do we receive peace, but in verse 9 it says we receive something so much greater. It says, and the God of peace shall be with you. Not only is it peace, but it's the God of peace that will be with you. And all we have to do is trust God who would do anything for us, and the God of peace will be in our lives. And then at that point we'll be able to truly live a life that is peaceful and pleasing to God. Let's go ahead and close in a word of prayer. Dearly Father, God, we thank you so much for this day that we can come here. We thank you for camp that you've given us that we can grow close to you, learn more about you, God. I pray for all these young kids that as we go throughout, as we're getting ready to start school, pray that you'd continue to work in our lives, help us to keep the decisions we've made. Pray that you'd help us as we go out not to worry, just to trust, trust you for everything, that we'd live a life that would be pleasing to you, God. We'd like to pray that you'd be with us all as we leave here. Pray that you'd help everyone get home safely. 
We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.